Welcome to Agency for Change, the podcast that brings you the stories of people creating positive change in the world. We explore what inspires these change makers, the work they're doing, and how they share their message. Each of us can play a part in change. And these are the people who show us how. Hi, everyone. This is Lynn Weinman, president of Kid Glove. Welcome to another episode of the Agency for Change podcast. One of my favorite books is Simon Sinek's Start With Why. And while we're not talking with Simon Sinek today, we are talking about a Midwestern banking group that has not only identified their why, but they are also living it on a daily basis. I'd like to welcome Kelsey Stupfell, the Director of Public Relations at TS Banking Group. Kelsey, how are you today? Doing well. Thanks so much, Lynn. I am honored to be here today. Uh, Fantastic. And I can't wait to hear more about the things that you are doing. And maybe to help us understand the why of your story, let's start by talking about the what. For those who may not be familiar with TS Banking Group, please just give us a high-level overview. TS Banking Group is a multi-charter bank holding company located in Southwest Iowa with $1 billion in banking and fiduciary assets cool. across Iowa, Illinois, and North Dakota. And we are a community banking group headquartered in Trainer, Iowa, a, a town of about 1,000 people. And we have seven locations in Southwest Iowa, two in North Dakota, and one in Illinois. Additionally, through our prosperity group, we offer investment management, retirement planning, and estate planning, um, as well as tax consulting through our affiliate uh, Collins Consulting. And then on top of that, we have the TS Institute, which is our financial literacy arm of the company that helps us facilitate K-12 financial literacy programming, teacher workshops, community classes, which also includes free financial coaching. And so we are really just all about embracing this people client-centric approach to reclaiming transformational community banking. In the Midwest, we kind of say, if you have, you know, you have a great school, you have your, your post office, your local bank and Casey's, uh, you are on the map. <laughs> so, I love that. People uh, do we, say that. That is I know, true. right? Yeah. Uh, and so we just really want to keep more community banks on the map. Uh, You said so many things there that I just love. First of all, just being a marketer and a brander, who wouldn't want to work with the prosperity group, right? And I know you're going to talk a lot more about the Institute too, but so let's move on. That's the what. Now tell me more about the why. What is the why that you are, are living and doing and talking about internally and externally? Absolutely. So our why is to develop long-term community prosperity. Our whole purpose is to ignite lasting client and community prosperity. You know, we did this process about 10 years ago. We kind of intrinsically knew as a company what we were all about, but we didn't really have it in writing. And so we took all the employees at the time, which then about 10 years ago, we were about 70 employees. And since that time, we have grown to 180 employees. Wow. It must be working. Whatever you're doing must be working, right? Right. And we really wanted to hear from the employees versus, you know, the owners or just a particular department and really... You know, and we just ask them simple questions of why do you like to work here? 
What makes you stay? What would make you leave? And then on the banking side, why do you like to bank here? What makes you stay? What would make you leave? And so we just really boiled that down into our why statement again, which is to ignite lasting client and community prosperity. And I guess that kind of de- that dovetails really nicely into our community investment philosophy and our giving philosophy. And our story actually started on a napkin. And so um, back in 2007, uh, Mick, Josh, and Judy Guta, our owners of the company, went to lunch and trainer. And they said, we're at a point in the company where we want to give back annually each year. And so what should that amount be? So they said, let's write it on the napkin. We'll turn it over and we'll see where everyone's at. And so they did that. When they flipped the napkin over, everyone had 10%. And so that's where giving back 10% of our pre-tax profits each year back in our local communities originated from. And I'm going to say the word pre-tax there is also an important (laughs) one, right? That makes it a much larger contribution uh, knowing that it's the pre-tax profits as well. Yeah. Thanks for that note. It's something we try to be humble with, but it's, uh, it's not an afterthought for us. So it is one of those things that we want to make sure that we're doing humbly, but also being proactive about that. Yeah, very intentional. I mean, and I know we're going to talk more, even more, but um, I mean, it's really exciting to know some of those intentional things that you're doing that you're going to share. So there is a statement on your website that I really loved, and it reads, we are more than a group of community banks. We are community prosperity engines Working together, we strive every day to create an increasingly positive impact on our clients and our communities. And that is really powerful. And it really, you know, it backs up what you just told me, the why and the, the story of the napkins and the 10%. But, but I imagine there are skeptics out there that ask, how does a bank really ignite prosperity for anyone other than the owners? Absolutely. Great question. And I am happy to expand on that and answer. And so we really wanted to make that succinct message. And we actually trademarked Ignite Prosperity. And we have four points. We created Ignite Prosperity Manifesto. And so we really have four points that articulate that well and how we ignite prosperity. So the first one is we help come alongside our clients to help transform their lives. And we really just want to be that guide and help them move the needle in whatever their goal is next for their family or for their business. Um, And so that's the first one. We want to help our clients transform their lives. And the second one is we want to increase financial knowledge in our community. And so some of that is through the TS Institute, through our financial literacy programming inside the schools and community classes. But sometimes that's right in front of the client, whether it's with the banker or their lender. And we're, we're helping go through those types of things as well. Uh, the third thing is that we really want to de- develop and invest in our employees. And so whether they are with us for five years or 25 years, we really want to do our part to help our employees grow professionally and personally while they're here. And so actually each employee gets an education budget allotted to them every year to use however they see fit with conferences, workshops, whatever professional development is best for their role. And we do a lot of internal wellness and education as well. And then lastly, we, we want to live generously, both with our time and our resources. And so I've talked about our 10% and that we give back 10% of our pre-tax profits each year. And in addition to that, we have a lot of employee volunteerism. We serve on a lot of boards. We, we like to be in the trenches and so much that we offer 50 hours of volunteer time off 
for each of our employees to use annually. That's more than a whole week, right? That's, <laughs> it, that's a lot yeah. of volunteer time. It is. Right? It you is. What I love about that too is, is you're giving back to the community through that, but you volunteer time also grows people, right? Because you, you get to try things in new experiences or different experiences or different types of people. So yeah, so absolutely. You're, you're coming alongside clients, transforming their lives, increasing knowledge, building employees, and then just living generously with your time and your treasure. And that sounds like a magic formula to Kelsey. Pretty cool. Oh, but hey, you cap, you cap capitalize that and uh, summarize that very well, Lynn. Great. <laughs> I, I always like to go, go back to like the reasons why we chose those two words too, because they were pretty yeah. intentional when we did that, you know, and when people think ignite, sometimes they think of the flame, um, which yep. is very exciting, but we actually chose it more for the second connotation, which was to evoke emotion or to help right. set something into motion. And, uh, and then prosperity was just that really great word that worked as a noun and a verb. Uh, and then later we had an employee who was really into Latin they said, do you know what ignite prosperity means in Latin? We're like, no, uh, tell, <laughs> tell us more. <laughs> um, and it means for hope. So, I mean, it just wow. like, it was meant to be. So that's neat. I'm going to say too, not to geek out too much on the branding, but I love <laughs> branding, right. And I love words and the intentionality of words, but I'm going to go back, even you talked about how your employees came together to, you know, put this together and lay the foundation. And that had to have made it much easier to really live, to live the why and to have all of the employees buy into it when even though it was only 70 at the time, they were on the ground floor. And it'd be super interesting to study how many of those original 70 are still there? I bet quite a few of them. Yes, agreed. So Kelsey, let's talk a bit about the TS Institute. So my understanding, it's been going for a while and you have, the bank has committed 250,000, that's a quarter of a million dollars towards increasing the financial literacy of your communities. That's kind of cool. Tell us more about TS Institute. Yes. How much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) So many things I could say about the the TS Institute. So yes, you are correct. We started the back in 2009. It was right off the cusp of the 2008 economic crisis, housing bubble. And at that time, our owners, the Gutta family felt really convicted that there was just this truly lack of financial literacy. And so how could we help get that off the ground? How could we help more teachers, more families, business owners, politicians, our neighbors to help to help with this. And so that's what we did. We created the TS Institute to kind of pub, to partner the public and the private sector together and really kind of put a troops on the ground type of initiative. And in Iowa, there weren't the the state standards yet. They weren't down the pike until 2012 and 2014. And we have little patience for that. And so we just really wanted to (laughs) hit hit the ground on that. I love that about you. (laughs) And so, yeah, it it is. It's a comprehensive K through 12 financial literacy curriculum and capstone program. And I love to share that it's it's so comprehensive that, and you might be in second grade art class and the students are drawing their savings plan or or eighth grade English, and they're writing essays on mortgage rates or stocks and bonds. So it it does go beyond that personal finance class or, you know, the class we might've taken in high school where you're like, now I can balance my checkbook, which 
might not be so relative <laughs> in right. our current times. Um, right. And, and so, yeah, we wanted to bring those things so they could come back home around the dinner table as well and really spur that next savvy generation. Yeah. That conversation and, with family, take it even a little bit further. Yeah. Right. And so we are very dedicated to this so much that we have four full-time employees dedicated to the TS Institute to help oh my goodness. lay out this mission. So yes, two of those are in Iowa and then we have one in Illinois and one in North Dakota. And since inception, we have impacted over 200,000 students and adults um, through this program. So in addition to that, we, we do set aside 50% of our annual giving does go towards the TS Institute to sustain that program each year. And a few, just a few highlights that they have helped with is they've actually helped map out the curriculum and the state standards in Iowa, Illinois, and North Dakota. Uh, we've done lots of teacher workshops, kind of trying to train the trainer so we can have scalability with that. Classroom lessons, uh, statewide, regional, national, economic, finance challenges, lots of contests and events. And actually, April is Financial Literacy Awareness Month. And so they're very busy this month with some hybrid things, virtual events. And then the in-school banking program. So we have five elementary in-school banks. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's soon to be seven in across our three states that we serve. And so I have two short stories that I love to share. And I just feel like it really brings it all together. So that would be awesome. The first year we were interviewing these student bankers. So typically it's fifth grade students that serve as the student bankers. And uh, we needed 12 student bankers. The first year we had 60 kids apply. <laughs> So the competition was fierce for wow. this. Let's Who would that. have thought? Who would have thought? And so one of the questions that we asked was, well, why should we choose you to be a student banker? And uh, this student replied, because I don't want to be just another kid on the bus. <laughs> I was like, that is awesome. Yes. And so to see uh, that student's journey through it was just really touching and heartwarming. And then on the, on the other side, we had a, a high school student in school bank, and we've, we've kind of switched the curriculum now. So that's more of an internship career, career post type of career development. But we did hire several high school students to come work with us at the bank. And two of them are still with us and that's they cool. are just flourishing and they're actually leading our branches and banking and finance was uh, not on their career path and they couldn't be more happy with, with how that rolled out. So that is really cool. You know, I cannot think of a better way to fully live that why of igniting prosperity than financial literacy education. Yeah. And then to know that you're turning it into career development and kids are learning about it as a career path. I just think that's really cool. So yeah. And it's, it's kind of like that teach them to fish philosophy, you know, that, yeah. I mean, full, the full circle thing, like someday, um, maybe the, the hope, I mean, the hope when we originally started this was someday a student will go out and start their own business. They will be able to hire people locally. And if you know that all goes well, they're able to reinvest back into their community all because maybe that stemmed from the TS Institute. And so that's really the dream of all of that. All right. That kind of gave me chills a little bit. That That's really cool. Really cool. You know, another cool program that I know you do is called the REV program. And that's actually where I first heard of TS Banking Group was through people who were talking about this really cool program you do that's kind of like Shark Tank. Can you tell us more? Sure. Yes. Yeah, so this originally started, REV started in 2015 
really just to spur economic growth, encourage small business startups to help pursue their dreams. And so, yes, similar to the show, participants pitch their ideas, the judges pepper them with questions, and then we whittle the pools down to the top one, two, three, or five folks that are in that top candidate. And really, it's been something we've been doing ever since inception and since we started the bank. But back in 2015 to 2017, those first three years, we awarded over $75,000 to small small businesses locally. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's that's a lot. I'm going to say it three times. (laughs) (laughs) And, And so we took a little bit of a break in between there. And we brought it back in 2020 and we did that all virtually. We did it in Iowa, North Dakota and Illinois. And this year we gave $10,000. Wow. And it's just really impactful. So we actually helped 11 small businesses this year. And of all the years, I feel like this is the, you know, the, the year they where, really needed yes, it. Right. Yes. Yeah. And um, that, that first year that we, we launched Rev, our CEO, Josh Guta was there and he's like, I am hearing all these amazing small business journeys and they're all in our backyard, you know? And so like, that's, it was just, we always want to have more jobs locally. We want our communities to flourish. And so it was just, Rev has been a great step to do that. That is really cool. So should we be watching for Rev 2021 applications coming soon? Yes, they will be out this summer. I will keep you posted when we have those live. Fantastic. Let me know and I'll post it on our Kid Glove social media even. That great. is just great. Just great. I'm going to imagine though that your team is slightly nicer than the, the people on the Shark Tank <laughs> show, right? Yes, I, I would concur with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I also know, Kelsey, that based on that, you're you're launching a new neighborhood initiative soon. Is there anything you can share at this time? Absolutely. Yes. So it's kind of a spinoff of Rev, but for neighborhoods. And this program is called AMP. So another three-letter word. I like uh, it. <laughs> and, you know, we just really wanted to collaborate with the community, with local nonprofits, with neighborhoods. And so this was a great way to do that. So neighborhoods, or you can nominate someone in your neighborhood or any neighbor that if you want to do a a direct homeowner project, or if you wanted to do like a neighborhood block initiative. And so the applications will all be digital. And then the, the judging panel will determine which projects will be chosen and selected. And this year we're, we are awarding $5,000 towards the program and those particular projects. And then we're going to have this big demo day in the fall where we'll go and actually do the project and help and help with that. So, oh, wow. So it's not just the money, just like you said at the beginning, it's not just the money. It's also the time and the support to make it happen as well. Yes. We are so excited for like the big demo day. I think probably just as much as the monetary side of this. So whether that's doing the yard work or painting that porch, yeah, it's going to be a blast. So, and, and that'll be available. The, the application will be available this summer as well. Fantastic. I I think that's going to be really fun. And I'm just going to say, wow, to everything you've already (laughs) talked about, all of those things sound amazing, fun, totally fit the why that you shared in the beginning. Are there any additional initiatives that you want to share with us? Well, I have one more if we have allotment of time for that. (laughs) And it's called TS Promise. And we just celebrated our 20th anniversary of this program in 2019. And we donate $10,000 to host a motivational speaker to come into the schools. So they come and visit the middle school and high schools. 
and we go to Iowa, Illinois, and North Dakota. So they make the whole, whole loop. Uh, we took a break this year, but we're bringing it back in the fall. And uh, so they go to 12 different, the speaker goes to 12 different middle schools and high schools. Wow. And we have just seen so many lives changed from this. We have teacher and student testimonials each year. In fact, one year we had a student that came up to one of the speakers after the school assembly and with a note and said, this was going to be my last day of school. But because I heard your message, I feel valued and I have hope. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Wow. I know it gives me chills every time I hear that. And it's just, that's just one of many stories. And so we know that words are powerful and messages of hope is something that everyone needs to hear. And so we just know that that program has impacted so many so many uh, young people that we are, it, and it speaks so true to our mission and our our core principles as a company. And and in fact, we've been doing it so long that we have employees who were high schoolers in the bleachers, oh, wow. myself included, who now we're on the other side of that as employees who get to help plan that or go to the school assemblies. And so it's, it all comes back full circle. Oh, that is, that is just so neat. I'm going to say, Kelsey, I think you have a fun job. I can tell from this. <laughs> Yeah, the energy in your voice. I can see the smile on your face. For everyone listening, Kelsey has a big smile on her face as she talks about all of these things. So now I know any business to have this kind of focus and this many things going on, it has to be really woven deeply into the the fabric of the organization. Can you tell us more about the founders of the bank and how they personally impact the culture, the employees, and the community involvement? Yes. Uh, So the story of the Gutas is really one of humble beginnings. I love to say, and they truly are, they are the same people in the boardroom as they are in their own living room. Uh And Mick and Judy Guta are known for their hospitality and their ability to help others and do that well. And they are, I I will concur, they are the best host and hostess in Southwest Iowa. (laughs) And they just have a really neat story. And now their kids are part of this too. So it really started, Mick Guta actually served as a Cobra helicopter pilot in the Vietnam War. And that experience really shaped much of his life, his, you know, how he brought up his family, how he ran his business and the community of trainer really opened, you know, welcomed him back with open arms where some of his buddies did not have that experience. Mm -hmm. And so he never forgot that. And it, it really rang true for years to come. But when he returned from the war, his dream was to farm just like his parents and his grandparents did. But that, that dream did not become a reality. Instead, Mick worked at the local bank and trainer, was a loan officer for a few years and was newly married to Judy. They were starting their family. Little did they know a new adventure was going to begin. <laughs> <laughs> and Mick was actually planning to leave the bank um, for a different opportunity. And the owner said, well, Mick, why don't you just buy the bank? Oh, my. Yeah. Um, and Mick was 31 at the time. And he said, well, do you have change for a five? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, but Mick was not afraid of hard work and he already had the entrepreneurial spirit. And, um, so the family actually offered up the family farm as collateral so they could buy the bank. Oh my goodness. That Um, is big for a generational family farm. That is big, big, big. Yes. And so Mick and Judy were able to pay that back, you know, years later, and they really worked side by side for many years. They, they still do, you know, growing the bank, growing those relationships, loving people well and loving the community well. They've been doing it for 40 plus years. And so it's been 
so inspiring and humbling to be part of that journey. And now to have the second generation carrying on that torch. So their children grew. And as I became professional adults, both um, Heidi Guta and Josh Guta were also connected to the bank. Heidi's an attorney and she is on our banking board. And then Josh came in as well. And he is now our CEO of the company. And really under Josh's leadership, we have just had a, a large expansion, making impact in all the places that we serve, but still being really intentional to the original mission and our, our, our core principles as a bank. Mick Guta, our chairman, actually has an infamous quote, and it's, the troops come first. Oh, wow. And, you know, in, in the military, the, the person on the front line had that one person had 10 people behind them to help do their job well and serve others well. Um, and there's a lot of correlation with that um, in the community banking and client service industry as well. That sounds really cool. So now you've been with the company for a while yes. and on the ground floor of some of this work, Kelsey, from your vantage point, what advice do you have for other organizations that really want to define their why and then bring it to life? I think what I would say to that is just start yeah. <laughs> as, as simple as that sounds, um, start and start with something small, but then from there grow and be very intentional. You know, again, as we started down this, this path and this journey, we haven't now written, we have these brand books that everyone has at their desk. So maybe when you're having that tough day, we have these nine principles and we know this is why I come to work every day. This is why we figuratively and um, non-figuratively open our doors and the hard times are going to come as we just kind of have grown through. And I'm so thankful for the prep work that we did on the backside of that. And obviously for the prep work was, that was much before my time, those 40 years before of building that culture. So we could have the resilience yeah. to resiliency to, you know, work in that new environment remotely collaborate from a distance, but yet still serve our clients really well. Yeah. The, the companies that had that good foundation set in, we're really able to handle the pandemic, the working from home, all of the new things we had to endure in a lot more positive way. Yes. And then we've, we've kind of found there's also like the self-governing portion of it too, where the employees will self-check like, no, this is a little bit outside of the boundaries or this is outside of expectations. And so that has, I mean, that's kind of the cherry on the top. I mean, what more could you ask for on that? So I love that. All right. I'm going to recap what I think I heard you just say. Start. First thing just get started, right? Don't overthink it, just get started, but then grow intentionally. And then you got into this point where you put together the policies and the brand guide and man, I love a good brand guide. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, when you build that foundation and you've, you've grown it the way that you have, then your employees are just embracing it, living it, self-policing it, mm -hmm. self-growing it, I think that's pretty amazing. And we talk about it a lot. Like we have, you know, we, it's not something on the shelf. Uh, you know, it's at, it's at weekly department meetings. It's at our, it's on our monthly company update. It's at our quarterly all hands IP yeah. meetings. So it's, uh, it's really woven into all those, all those points. Fantastic. So in a previous conversation, you told me, Kelsey, that you didn't set out to have a career in banking. Can you tell us how banking found you? Sure. Yes. So banking was not on my radar. I will say maybe it was one notch cooler than insurance, if I'm being <laughs> honest. <laughs> so really not on my radar, but I grew up in trainer. I was very aware of the bank. TS Bank was my bank and I knew the, the Gutoff family. 
And so I actually came back. I was graduating college in the spring and Judy Guta had asked me, she's like, Hey, we have this bank event and I need some entertainment. Can you come and sing? And so I said, yes, absolutely. And so when I was done singing, I just, you know, I pitched to the crowd. I was like, I'm planning to come back, you know, in the area I'm on the job hunt. I'm graduating from college this spring. So if you know of anything, let me know. And uh, Judy leaned over to Josh Guta, our CEO. And she said, well, I'd like to slowly retire. So I think we should consider (laughs) hiring Kelsey. And so I did go through the hiring process and through all of that, the rest is kind of history and it has been a blast. I have loved every minute and started doing with community banking, have grown, evolved to various roles within the company. And yes, I couldn't say more about the journey. It has been a blast. And I am just humbled every day that I have the opportunity to have this tangible part of our core principles and get to talk about that with others and help help share that message. Little did you know, I mean, I think, I think that that is a good example for you never know when opportunity will strike, when a door will open, but just be ready and put yourself out there, I think. Yeah. So I guess banking found me and then singing, <laughs> singing is what initially brought me to banking. So isn't that crazy? <laughs> you have to use your talents. You have to use your talents in whatever way you can. So Kelsey, they say leaders are learners. And I, I love, I love to read books and podcasts. Uh, can you share a favorite book, blog, or podcast that has been meaningful to you? Sure. I have several and I, I feel like I need to give homage to Simon Sinek since we did talk yeah. a lot. I mean, I love his, you know, his two books start with why leaders eat last. He has lots yes. of great ones, but those are two that are at the top of my list. I also love the table group. And if I want to give two uh, shout outs, uh, the girl banker, uh, Natalie Bartholomew and, and Jill Castilla. So really anything with servant leadership, team culture, and personal development, that's my jam. Yeah, 100% to everything you just mentioned there. I I would have to second that. I think Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek is one of my very favorite books on, on setting up a really strong company culture. The other thing I'm really inspired by, Kelsey, are motivational quotes. And I know we all have quotes from other people that we like and we maybe refer to when we need a a little bit of inspiration, but I'd really like some Kelsey Stoopfell words of wisdom. What have you got for us today? And if the previous question wasn't hard enough, this one was even harder. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I do have a few things to say. I'm happy to share. My first one would be to never underestimate the power of a mentor and networking. Um, Both of those really lead you to new areas of growth, to introduce you to people and places that you may not have otherwise even been able to do on your own or seen and experienced. And, And I think along those lines, to really try to be the best listener you can possibly be. Um, assume that that person that you are listening to knows something that you don't. There's a lot that we still have yet to learn. And so I think it shows deep appreciation for that other person and an opportunity for you to learn from that other person. That's great. You are an overachiever. You didn't just give me one, you gave me two. So that is fantastic. So Kelsey, for our listeners today, who'd like to learn more about your work, how can they find out more about TS Banking Group, the Institute, all of these great things that you're doing? Yes, they can visit our website at tsbg.com. Or for those that are more local in the Southwest Iowa area, you can also check out tsbank.com. 
Fantastic. And if anybody didn't get that and they want it, it will be in the show notes. It's on the website. So as we wrap up our time together today, what is the most important thing you would like people to remember about the work that you're doing, Kelsey? Well, I would say if you haven't caught the theme by now, we're all about that client and community prosperity. I mean, we truly feel that community banking is key to community survival. You know, we could have been a bakery, we could have been a shoe shop, but community banking is the, our vehicle, our vessel to help others and to do that well. And I think everyone loves to be part of something that's bigger than themselves. And so collectively, we can make such a great impact. And I know at our company, we know the harder that we work, the more that we're able to give back. And so our sole mission really um, is to create that client and community prosperity. And regardless of anyone's role, we feel like that's part of everyone's responsibility to help pay that forward and, and make that happen. That is so good. Kelsey, just congratulations to you and to TS Banking Group for all the great work that you're doing. And just thanks so much for sharing with us today. Thank you, Lynn. It's been a a real treat. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Agency for Change. If you're enjoying these inspiring stories, please subscribe. Is there a changemaker you'd like to recommend for this podcast? Just visit the Kid Glove website at kidglov.com to share or to listen to more stories about the people behind positive change.